Okay, I'm going to read a monster from Ford's Fairies. Um, I think I've got four, five monsters in this book. And uh, this one I created was called uh, Wranglerpod. So the image that inspired it, if you recall, what happened was um, on G+, it was a creative exercise, uh, you know, one of these uh, mass participants, you know, people jumping in and helping out, you know, what do they call them? Gygaxian democracies or something, or just collaborative, anyway, collaborative effort. So this picture depicts sort of a, kind of a guy with a long beard. He looks a bit ragtag, and he's, he's kind of, it looks like he was about to fill his bowl from a, a circular pond. Uh, the pond is like flagstones around it. And inside the reflection of the pond, you can see this kind of gargoyle-esque like figure who's grabbed the end of the beard. And it's just like, presumably he's trying to pull him in. Um, and you can sort of see this through the water. And the guy's obviously not noticed this critter beforehand. So here's the monster. Um, armor class as cloth. Hit dice five. Move fast. Attack four limbs. D4 subdual. Number appearing one, morale 12, treasure none, alignment chaotic, special, polymorph, project thoughts. Okay. A wrangler pod is a type of doppelganger trapped behind a reflective plane, like a mirror or the surface of a still pool. If the reflective pane is touched by living flesh or an item is in contact with living flesh, it becomes permeable to the trapped creature. The creature then attempts to pull the victim through the surface and pummel it unconscious before passing through. If the victim somehow dies before the creature can exit, the reflective pain is no longer permeable. Upon exiting, the creature assumes the form of the trapped victim, albeit their mirror image. If the, if the trapped victim is not rescued within a month and a day, they too become a wrangle pod. A wrangler pod can assume the form of any living thing that has ever looked or been reflected in its mirror. It also has a one-way telepathy, projecting thoughts within three feet. A wrangler pod can be forced into a, a wrangler pod can be forced into a reflective pane big enough to allow their body to pass into it, which traps it. There are therefore, they are therefore very wary of still bodies of water, large mirrors. Contact with mercury, even a drop, will absorb them until the mercury is dropped onto a reflective surface, which becomes the creature's new prison. If the, merc if the mercury-trapped creature is forged into steel, it is caught forever. The item gives the holder immunity to illusions and polymorph magic. The item, however, projects malign thoughts to anyone within three feet of the item, generally lo lowering group morale. Okay, well, that was it. I, I would add that... Um one of the one of the uh, conditions, or one of the sort of so-called rules about writing these creatures, is that you had to use three hundred words or less. And um, I found that quite a liberating thing. I discovered that actually you can make a creature far more evocative and interesting by actually reducing the words. Most of the creatures I wrote for Ford Fairy, Ford's Fairies, which is free to download on Drive Through RPG, by the way, or you can buy a hard copy like I did, which obviously costs money because they print it, but um, was that most of my creatures started, you know, at sort of 500 words or even 900 words, and I thought, oh gosh, I like this monster, I don't want to write, write it down, but when I reduced it, I found it became far more evocative and more interesting, because I think there's such a thing as using up the creative oxygen. If you, um, if you, you know, you, you basically, or me, me specifically, I quite enjoy writing monsters, but what I, I get so interested in them 
So I kind of fill up all the all the nooks and crannies and I leave very little, if you like, room for someone else to springboard off it and make their own thing out of it. So by having fewer words, I think it can be more evocative and, you know, someone else picking it up doesn't think, oh, well, on a third full moon, they, they stub their toe, <laughs> they can't do X, Y, Z or something because that's already been said to them. It's very easy to say, oh, ignore, ignore the bits you don't like, but I think it gets into your head and you've got to actively... Uh, decline it rather than just leaving that vacuum of creativity for them to fill with their own stuff. Now, of course, there's still quite a lot going on with this monster, with the trap mercury and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but generally, um, the the concept itself of using fewer words is something I wholly embrace these days. If I'm writing something, for example, when I wrote Carapace, I decided it was going to fit into a 16 page booklet because you know that that kind of is a standard size where you're printing on four sheets per side and all that kind of stuff and um, again I, I thought it was very very useful to actually force myself to minimize the words and you end up being left with a core I guess there's obviously a point by which where you go too far <laughs> you know write a module in one word can't be done although I have once thought it would be nice to write a module in Twitter format you know where your each each room has no more than the amount of characters allowed permitted by Twitter or something like that. Anyway, hope you're okay out there. Um, the UK is now in a second lockdown. Not sure how long that's going to last, but um, you know that's where we are. So um, anyway, wishing you all the best. Cheers. Bye.